Um, uh, hi, this is, uh, Ronnie. Uh, you probably don't remember me, but I am the producer and, uh, sound engineer on, uh, the Brew and Sea Dog show. Well, I haven't heard from the old guys, uh, yet, but, uh, the network seems to be pretty happy with, uh, new direction. So you'll probably be getting to hear, uh, some more of us in the future. As for this episode, uh... If you liked the last one, uh, it's you'll definitely like this one. And uh, good time was uh, had by everyone. Well, uh, there's not really much else to say. So, uh, on with the show. Maserati, what would it be the bad man brewer himself right already to tell you all the shits that you fuckers out there don't know because you know what the fuck this is? This bullshit be BS and we be telling you you knows what you don't know. Oh yeah, another great week of this cause them pussies still gone and we here to bring you all the shit that all the dudes out there wanna know about the bitches. Right, and you know, just as the, we always are, I'm here with the Han man himself, the man deep in all them pussies, the man that knows which end of the dick to use. Oh shit, son. That be the big code, Jay. Oh, tell him about this shit, see dog. Oh, fuck yeah, motherfuckers. We here to get our podcast on, motherfucker. We're here with our, we're oh, here with our boys, and we're going to tell you what it is. We're going to show we're gonna give you what it, what it's about, and we're gonna tell you how to get them panties to drop. Oh shit, son! All them panties be falling. It's gonna be like a six point nine on the Richter scale. Say what? Oh, oh man, they fucking rain it up in this bitch. Oh shit, son! Yeah, remember Noah's flood? It's like that, but with pussy juices oh, here. Oh shit, yes, son, man. Oh, you know it's gonna be like a tidal wave and take out Japan. Oh, oh. hell, fucking motherfucker! So, so everybody wants to know, how'd you do this weekend? Did you catch, did you catch yourself a little bit of pussy? Oh shit, I be getting all them pussies. Like, so you know, like I was at like the club, right? And all them bitches saw my dance moves, right? You know, we be all grinding up in there, b- busting out with the Brewer Spectacular. Uh, and they'd be all like yeah motherfucker yeah and they'd be all like sleep with me sleep with me and i'm like nah bitches i'd be like not enough time to sleep with all of you you should be like oh bitch i don't sleep with you i fuck with you oh shit son you right Uh, because there ain't no sleeping what the hell who do you think you are who are you get out of here this is my place what are you doing oh shit son who's this bitch motherfucker rolling into our studio motherfucker this is our time slot Oh shit, I don't know, it looks like one of them nerds. What the fuck, get out of here, who the hell do you think you are? You just can't barge in. Put that down and get out of here. Go on, get. Nobody wants you in here. Oh shit, like what are you, bitches weren't you oh, shit. Oh shit, son, it looks like we're about to fuck, it's about to get ugly, it's about to get 1987 in this fucker. 
It's about to get 1984 in here, and we're gonna censor the crap out of you. Get yawn. Get. I'm That's it. I'm getting a fucking broom, Guan. I'm gonna fucking hit you with it, Guan. Get, get, get out of here. This is our studio, motherfucker. <laughs> oh hell, son, stop, man. Don't. What are you fucking swat me with oh, your what, hat for? Oh, qu quit oh, hitting shit, me, oh, son, fuck. man. Like, don't step on shit. my fucking we don't sneakers. Want this what the fuck, man? Oh, this ain't, this Go ain't get your way, pussy somewhere yo, else. Be, what the be fuck? Our studio. Fucking respect, yo. Go on vacation and look what God, you're like, getting. What the no, hell? Not, like, it's, this is the biggest mess I've I'm ever seen. I'm calling the police. Get. I'm gonna get the fucking hose in a minute. And get you out of here. Okay. Sorry, Holmes. Like shit. God damn. What the fuck was that about? Like we come back. Like what? I. I don't know. Like oh god. What, what did they do Lord. in this place? What? There's all their cans are everywhere. Like I can't even get to my microphone. Like. Oh, Lord. What? What is this thing? What is this? I don't even know what that is. And what? Oh, it's like, oh, where? Where's my, my chair? Where I the? That was my that chair. Smell. Oh God! It's like <laughs> Jesus. It's aqua velvet and like flatulence mixed all over. Ugh. What? What did they do to our fucking? And why are all the lights on? We can't podcast in the light. Oh God! It's everywhere. It's, it's oh. Why is there a Tupac poster up? My chair it's is a, all the wrong shape. It turn that Dave Matthews band off. Nobody needs to hear no. that. Why is the microphone hanging from the ceiling, Tort? Oh god, such Who put unprofessional that? way of podcasting. Jesus Christ, what the fuck's going on in here? God damn. Uh, uh, we're gone for like a fucking week. The, underneath my desk, there is just so many rubber chickens. Uh, like <laughs> what? 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 And we're panties. gone for. We're gone for we're like a week. The like what happens here? Like ah, uh, this is bullshit. Uh, at least I found my chair. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. Jesus Christ. Ah. Uh, well. You want to get things started yeah. off right? Aren't you glad we got picked up for our second season, listeners? Oh god, I am like fuck the fuck those assholes. Our contract has been renegotiated. If man, I hope that their sounds were more organized than the way they left the BS studios. Jesus. I uh, uh, I Oh, and they left their dang Lord. cook shirt. Don't touch it, man. Don't touch it. There's a fucking cheese sandwich on my keyboard. I like, don't want to touch anything. It looks like an STD everywhere. God. How much Axe body spray did they use? Like a can and a half, I think. <laughs> why are they... Why were they... How did they even get in I here? I don't know. It's like, what happened? Like, you fucking... Do we need to spray for pests and bros? I... Shit, I'm a... Do we have a bro infestation? Shit. Do we have a bro's nest somewhere around here? Do, so like that that hat that douche looking fucking Maserati that had to have been them right that fucking one with that obnoxious ass green paint that had to have been them right it's like that you couldn't even see tires there through all the metal on the wheels it's fucking I don't know what was with that like weird ass like truck thing oh god I don't know like was it a truck I don't know I couldn't tell it has it had so many doors and little bed I mean it couldn't have been good for anything apparently it was the douchebag mobile quickly Batman to the douche mobile oh god dude like. There's so many porn magazines. Well, at least there's a plus side. I don't know, man. I don't like I don't like recycling porn. I'm all for like fucking doing what you can for efficiency in the environment, but man, I don't want to recycle some other man's sticky porn. No, no, I you know what I'm saying? Like you jerk off to it once, you don't want to use it again. What are you doing back in here? Go get. <laughs> oh hell, man! I want my fucking sunglasses, bitch! Don't be fucking disrespecting. Here, just go. <laughs> yeah, take them. Here, take them all. Go. 
Like, where do they keep coming in from? I don't know. I mean, sure, you get rid of them, but you gotta get the eggs too, I guess. I guess. Jesus. Jesus. Alright. Well, you wanna start things off the right way? Yeah, let's get going the right way. Alright. Everybody and welcome and welcome to another episode of Boris Shenanigans. We're back in all of our season two glory, and as always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, disrespectful and scornfully abusive until the bitter end. Yes, and I am still here with Cody James. Not not only are we in season two, we have a big number two for a co-host. <laughs> Indeed. So, you all got to enjoy us opining so, so deeply and wonderfully about, about our year of podcasting, so no more, no more referencing of that until we feel like we need to. Yeah, like how the fact of, like, aren't you just always pissed off when you're listening to an old episode and you're like, man, shouldn't I have made this joke instead? Oh, right. Indeed. Oh, oh, oh right. You said no more opines. Or oh, re- right. regular pines, or pine trees, or pine saw, none of that. White pine, none of that, yeah. yeah. Let's, like, let's leave all those jokes alone. <laughs> Rake it up into a big pile, is what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, we need to just chop it down and, you know, move on. Uh, I, I understand. But, uh, I wouldn't if even a, come up with a little sapling of a joke. If a pun falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, did it pun at all? Oh, good point. Acorns! <laughs> anyway. It's like, oh, it's like pine cones! Uh, so, what, what, my, Was that like throwing a pine cone at a fire? What, what happens if you throw a pine cone at a fire besides it burns? Uh, they can explode, kind of. Oh, I didn't. I didn't did you not know that? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, they'll and like this... pop and explode. I did learn I learned something. it from MacGyver, so it has to be true. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> Richard it... E. Nashon has never led me astray. I mean, it's got it's got to do you just as much. Is it more effective than Doritos or not so much? Ooh. Um. Well, if you want the fire to you know burn, you put Doritos in it. But if you want like a crackling experience of joy and and and, and fun, uh, pine cones is the way to go. Ah. <laughs> you know, if you, if you need a dramatic moment in like a, a ghost story around the campfire. Just have one of those ready. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, I don't know all, like, the logistics behind getting it to work, but I know it's a thing that can happen. So, Ah. I mean, I I don't know if they need to be dry pine cones, wet pine cones, fresh pine cones, old pine cones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the pine cone master, Cody. (laughs) I'm just relaying a small bit of tidbit of information. I did not know that. Well, besides besides, uh, pine cone trivia, anything else wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately? Uh, you know, you know, Cody... Just like Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan, some things are just for myself. So, <laughs> well, hoity toity, Mister God, like smarty pants. <laughs> so I'm gonna save anything that I've just for me this week. That's right. The first <laughs> fuck you of season two, listeners. He's not gonna tell you about his day. Not well, way, not know how. But Cody will Doctor Seuss you all about it. <laughs> uh, was it wonderful, was... exciting in a bush? Was it wonderful, exciting? <laughs> In a rush, <laughs> we'll throw that pinecone in the fire. We're not a we're not a big fancy fancy liar. The flames will burn higher and higher. Does oh. and green eggs and ham. Right. Well, all our pussies are wearing hats around here, guys. Am I right? What? What? Hey, you get back out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're like ants. If you don't get them at their source, they always come back. <laughs> oh God. This is one of those reasons why you always have to lock your studio before you leave. You leave your recording equipment around whenever you're on vacation. Who knows what kind of an infestation you'll get. I, I know, like the, the squatters or the carpetbaggers or whatever the hell they are, just you rolled up on in here. <laughs> carpetbaggers. <laughs> you're podcasting scab workers, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Oh. So, 
I guess yes. the brewer's not going to tell you about anything wonderful and or exciting. Uh, I will. I'll talk about things that were wonderful and or exciting. I, there can't possibly be any, anything wonderful and or exciting happening in your life, Cody. <clears throat> Quit lying to them. As we know, one of our trademarks here is we always tell the truth on board shenanigans. No matter what. So, yeah. <laughs> if you hear it here, it's true. It's the internet. Uh, yeah, like, who would lie to you on the internet? Only a horrible The Al-Qaeda. <laughs> or ISIS. Yeah, I guess they're the new cool hip hip terrorists to hate. I mean, I, you know, I was there back in the old days, back when we were just hating, you know, hating Al-Qaeda. You know, whatever. I remember when it was just Osama Bin Laden, but now it's ISIS. I was hating ISIS before ISIS was a thing to hate. Yeah, I mean, even, I, though, even though they were the rebels that we supported in Syria, but yeah, I don't care. Uh, you, know, you know, Saddam, remember him? Puh, that was a guy I was hating all over. Well, I, I, Castro? I, I, what? <laughs> I hated uh, him all the time. You, know, you know, the, the Vikings? Man, I was hating them, you know, way back then when they were the cool ones. Vikings, the original terrorists, the Nordic nightmare. Brace yourselves. Indeed. Well, uh, you know, you know, on, on they come with threshing oars. Their only goal is the western shore. Uh, that well, I have no Viking limerick to counter back at you. That was it. You don't know any other line from the immigrant song? Because that's what I was just pulling. I, I didn't actually, now I'm like, reflecting in my head, I didn't recognize it because it wasn't in the... Because I didn't go... Yeah, pretty much. First. Like, I was confused. You know, you know that distinctive sound of Led Zeppelin. Oh, what do you mean, the guitars? No, the, the lyrics. No. That, the strange you know, noises they make. Yeah, that yeah. noise. Oh, yeah, that. Okay, I got you now. Yeah. It's a bit like the beginning of uh, Thunderstruck as well. Like... <laughs> We, instead of wonderful and exciting this week, how about we just do strange noises from songs? Uh, okay, well, speaking of strange noises from songs, uh, this weekend in Austin there was uh, the Bat Fest, which, for those of you, and it's not Batman, I asked first off. Um, oh, you, you looked like a fool there, didn't you, carrying around your batarangs and your little pointy no, ears? No, there, were, there your... were an awful lot of Batman shirts, and if one of mine had been clean, I totally would have worn one. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's like this big festival they do on the Congress Street Bridge, which is the which is a bridge where there's a whole lot of uh, like the Mex- Mexican red-tailed bats or something, and they generally they you know they migrate here once a year and they do like a little festival and all the proceeds go to benefit benefit their habitat and make and then know, the government sh- kicks them out for being illegal <laughs> no i think they were here first i think they've got like squatters rights or something but uh <laughs> oh but they have papers i understand but anyway so it's like this big festival they do every year and there was uh like bands and like you know they have food and it's 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 kind of this big thing and so we went this year because i've never been to it but we went this year because uh blue october played which is like one of my wife's really like band she really really legitimately likes and one of their songs literally like they play the chorus and then the ending of the chorus is everybody goes ha 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 and it's like one of their bigger songs um and ah. it just was really funny because you hear all these people trying to <laughs> trying to like honk like a goose is that what it's supposed to be i know it's like it's i don't know it's a, a 1920s roadster well uh, it's like you know that's like part of their song or whatever but the funniest part about it was we went down there and like you know she was really excited about it because uh like her aunt and her, ne- and her niece were in town so they went down there with us and her mom and her brother and there's a lot of us but like you know n- none of them were like, like blocked over that name kind of sounds familiar but none of them could think of what that band's like what they sounded like or what they sang or whatever and they have two or three songs i think that have been pretty pretty big hits on the radio they've been around for like 20 years or something but it, it you know they're all trying to think of think of like some kind of like man what do they sing or whatever and I, 
I only really have an unfair advantage because Madison likes them a lot. I know more of their music because of her. And you know, one of the songs they played, like, she picked to play at our wedding or whatever. And so, like, how, how would you describe them? Like, what would it be like? I was like, you know that song that plays on the radio that's not really bad, but it's not really good. It's just kind of there. And you feel comforted because it's music. It doesn't scare you away, but it definitely doesn't draw you in. I think that's a fair estimation of most of Blue October's music. And whenever we went there, like, I swear to God, if you wanted to, if you ever, like, guys out there, or Ernie, um, if you ever want to yes. pick up, if you ever want to, like, pick up a chick, go to a Blue October concert, because I swear to God, like, I, I think 80% of them were in that 18 to 35 demographic, and it was all chicks rocking out to slow, rocky songs. So, so, so if you want to find a chick that no one wants to date, go to one of their concerts. I mean, I don't know about that, but it was just, it was just, it's definitely chick rock. I think that is, that is what I'm going to say. It's chick rock. And my wife rocked, I mean, she had a really, really, really good time. And my wife rocked out, rocked out with them just as much as they did. I mean, I was pretty content because I got to fill up on all that, like, ridiculous fried fair food stuff. Because there's all those roach coaches and trailers that have all that kind of stuff. So I had some pretty awesome food. Oh, you got some giant fat french fries covered in mayonnaise. Uh, no, actually, like, one of the cooler things I had was this, it was called an Aussie pie, which was basically, like, beef stew inside of this thing that looked like a pot pie, but it wasn't, it was, like, in a croissant thing, and motherfuck was it good, and, uh, and then, like, my wife had, like, a giant corn dog, and of course I had the mandatory funnel cake. Oh, yeah. Had this, they had this thing called fried pies, which I thought was gonna be a lot better than it was. Like, it was kind of just, like, crusty disappointment, so, which I guess could be said about Man. your grandparents' love life. Man, all the pies I come in are fried, and it never crusty and disappointed. Hey, sorry, I, I got up to get a drink just for a second, and they came back in. I locked the door. Mine are, like, mine are sitting here looking at, looking at here, but I, I, I don't know. Go on, get! Uh, but... <laughs> Anyway, so we went and did that, and actually, like you'll you'll enjoy this a little bit more, bro. Like the the big headlining band, like the late night band, was a uh, flock of seagulls. <laughs> yeah. And uh, was their the hair first... everything you hoped it would be? Actually, none of them had the hair anymore. The lead singer was oh. completely bald. <laughs> and uh, the other one, I think, was trying to pull it off, but all of the receding hair in the world just could not turn it into that thing. I, I don't really know what was going on. And... Like they didn't even get wicks. I mean, is it really flock of seagulls? With I mean, it's like going to see. ACDC not dressed up as schoolboys. Or, or, um, um, I don't got another one right now. Devo without the funny hats? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Elvis without the jumpsuit? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Daft Punk that aren't robots? But, the funny thing about that was, like, you know, I, I don't know that I can necessarily call myself a Flock of Seals fan. Like, I like the one are, song... Are you telling me that you ran? You ran so far away? Did, did you run all night and day? Um... Did you read Pretty... Atlas Shrugs after that? Sorry. It, it was it was just... <laughs> this loose association now. <laughs> you know, flock of, se flock of seagulls, Ayn Rand, you know how it is. Well, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, they were not good. Like, it was like, they, they weren't good at all, and I we left after, like, two songs. Uh, were so, they as good as they always were, is what you're saying? I don't or? know. I've never really been a fan. I, like, the, my biggest interest in Flock of Seagulls, honestly, is that a flock of, like, a group of seagulls is not called a flock it's called a colony that's oh. that's like the big the biggest interest i have in the flock of seagulls so ah, I, I, oh what a faux pas that band is right i just always... i don't let zeppelin wouldn't fly at all <laughs> not one of those people's names is floyd or pink 
ACDC, what the hell? You can't have both at the same time. It either alternates or it's direct. None of this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I realized that I just came and off like that, but yeah. Not one of them is naked and none of them are ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that be funny if you were the guy that didn't get band names at all like like you just really didn't understand like, like, like walk in you're like misfits what they've got all these people here listening to their music what's so misfitting about them uh, bad uh, religion this isn't even a religion it's a band oh hey I understand these guys over here these insane clowns it's definitely a posse at least you got that going for you. Like, he only chooses his bands based on if their names make sense. Well, these these aren't even boys. These are 40-year-old men, and they're not in the back streets. They're on a stage. <laughs> I'm sure they've done blinking that many times by now. They've been around for years. <laughs> I did ask Madison why they were called Blue October, and she, like, looks at me with full sincerity, and she's like, because Yellow September sounded stupid. That's what I was about to give you a response similar to. <laughs> Red October was taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sean Connery's not in their band. <laughs> I just thought it was. I just thought it was a pretty, pretty awesome little uh, little thing that was happening. So, uh, other cool thing that happened this weekend was uh, when saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and I guess I guess let me preface it with this: like, was, was it all the Farscape you could hope for? I was pretty unfamiliar with it, just because like I've never read any of the comics. I mean, and Ke I went we had like double date night with uh, Kevin and Misty, and you know that's what he, he wanted to go see, it, which I'm cool with, like, and mostly because Sin City Two wasn't out yet was really the reason we went to watch that. Um, but it really, like, I didn't know what I was going into, and man, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, all of us really, really dug it. Um, it reminded me a lot of the Avengers, and, you know, it was the super team thing, but man, it was for, for such a ridiculous concept, it did a really good job, because one, it didn't take itself too seriously, because it couldn't have. Like, if it tried to be too serious, there's no way. Yeah, I uh, didn't expect it to take itself seriously. Like I said, I mean, I, I haven't seen it yet, nor did I know anything about it until they started making this movie. The only thing I saw from it was, um, well, apparently it has an awesome soundtrack, from what I hear. Yeah, that's, that's, the, it was. Which I'm sure I'll let you get to all, all of. And, um, but watching the trailers, I'm like, is it Farscape? I think there, I think, <laughs> what I understand about it, like, from, because I, I, like, I dug it enough where I was like, man, I may actually go pick up some of the comics. And after reading some of the backstory, I don't think I'm going to go pick up the comics just because it's those ridiculous comics where it's like, you know, this guy is in the body of this person that's a galactic, and I just, I can't do comics like that. Like, I love comic books, don't get me wrong, but by God, like, I draw the lot, like, a bat, a guy in a bat suit. Or like, or like, you know, a guy, a guy, a guy that was was in the military and now and now he kills for hire. That's a generally where I draw the line. I just I can't do I can't do some of the really really sci-fi ones. But um, I it was a genuinely enjoyable movie, and I think my fa it was the best banter I've ever heard in like a team movie. I've never heard them do do that nearly as well as they did. Because you know you always have the like the fake kind of shit or whatever. But man, they did a really really good job. So it was like a Kevin Smith movie a bit? Somewhat, yeah. Like, they were just really... They, like, you could see why they were... You, you could relate to the characters. You could understand them. I mean, they, they, you, well, you, you kind of cheered... Was this one Joss Whedon as well? I, I don't know. I don't think he... I don't think he did it. I honestly don't know who directed it. Yeah, I don't... It. Yeah, I'm just curious because I'm like, that would explain a bit of it. Oh, uh, the 
villain, I mean, the villain was pretty awesome. Um, actually, and you know, it had Thanos in it. I mean, it had stuff that I'm familiar with from the comics. But if you if you have no idea, it's really really worth it. And I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Like two board shenanigans, thumbs way up. I, I and I and honestly, when I watched it, I I thought of you first because I was like, you're gonna dig this. So. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks pretty. I mean, for the trailers, I'm like, I'm in. Um, I, I saw this. I saw uh, where someone redid the trailer for it, but they used all Cowboy Bebop scenes, and I'm like, that's pretty funny. So, I after seeing like all this stuff about, it, I'm like, it looks like it's just like takes itself, you know, not seriously at all. It's like it's this stuff's happening for the sake of stuff happening, perhaps. It is, and it's like got a decent story where you follow it, and like it's definitely the characters make. Yeah, it looked, yeah, it looked character driven, which yeah, is which which it it. Definitely definitely does like the plot's a little eh but I me mean, you know it's but you're behind the character you're like oh i like this guy and you know this dude's ridiculous and the, and it, visually and that's what my wife said she's like that was one of the visually most impressive movies i've ever seen because the makeup and the and the the 3d effects blended really well with the live action effects and the, it it's one of those i'm really curious to see in say 5 to 10 years to see how well it ages because you know certain films whenever they they do a lot of 3 3D stuff, or it doesn't really age that well, and other ones I feel like it does It does okay, and like, for instance, like, the first Matrix movie still holds up pretty okay. I mean, yeah, it's easier to spot now and all that, because we're all so, you know, they're constantly flooding us with it, so, like, that one holds up pretty okay, but then you take, for instance, like, the first Spider-Man movie that came out, and oh lord, it looks <laughs> terrible. So, For more than one reason. Right. But, uh, that, that was one of the things that I, I genuinely enjoyed about it. And, and you know, it, like I said, very good. If you want just a good popcorn flick, I mean, and all, and I, that's something, I like that the actors really, really tried. Um, the, one of the main characters in it's a pro wrestler, and I, I, he has some, like, he did a very good job. Like, he, acting chops were pretty impressive there. So, I guess if you want to see a movie with a walking tree, a, a, that's, a that's gun, Lord of the Rings? a gun shooting, no, a gun shooting raccoon, a big muscled up guy, a kind of slutty alien, and a, dan and a dancing Captain Kirk knockoff, this is the film for you. Well, did, did Captain Kirk dance enough, really, for us? There's a, I, I don't want to ruin <laughs> it, I don't want to spoiler it, but there's a great dancing scene with him. And I guess if you like 70s, 80s, like, pop music, you're gonna like this, or you're at least by the soundtrack, because there's a lot of 70s, 80s pop music. Yeah, I saw the list of it, because, because they were, because, like, in one of the trailers, they, you know, they, they were playing the, on, on uh, the Hooked on a Feeler one, and people in the comments were like, or it was the trailer where they mashed it up with Cowboy Bebop, and the comments where people were like, oh my god, it was, like, the greatest soundtrack ever, because they actually went and used, like, real shit, opposed to, like, going and, like, making their own shit up for it, and, and I'm like, that sounds awesome, so, I guess kind of like heavy metal, is what you're saying? Yeah, it's definitely, and, and the thing I liked about it was the pop songs, like, they had a reason for being there, which it'll show you in the movie. I mean, there's no. not the pop. I just thought it was gonna be like, I just thought we're gonna juxtapose space with old music. Well, they gave, to me, they, that's always awesome. They gave you enough of a reason to like. I mean, it's a paper thin premise. Like the entire plot's pretty paper thin, so I don't want to spoil any of it for you because yeah. once you drip any spoilers on this napkin, it's bleeding through. But it's it gives you a premise enough where you're like, okay, I, that's a good reason why this is here. But they the songs they picked and the scenes they did them in were so good and so well drawn. Like, su such a good use of them. Because it's always really frustrating to me when somebody will take a good song and put it in the wrong scene in a movie. But I, So I always enjoy it whenever it's like they really took some time with their soundtrack and they really tried to make it work. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Yeah, because I mean that's that's one of my favorite things. And when we take, like I said, is like for instance, one of the entire reasons why I liked Fallout Three was just the trailer alone. I mean, that was really all I needed. I'm like, that is just awesome. I, I, I've watched that trailer a few times. Like, there's something about that. Or, or recently, uh, uh, there's this, I'm in the show on um, uh, WGN of all channels, uh, Manhattan, which it's uh, about the Manhattan uh, Project, you know, building the nuclear bomb. So we have, you know, all the all like that stereotypical 40s music during like overly tense scenes and weird stuff like that, which to nice. me is just awesome. Cause, which, of course, we once again used, uh, you know, I don't want to set the world on fire because that's the song you go to, apparently, right. for nuclear bombs <laughs> or, or the apocalypse, because I don't know how many times I've seen that in apocalypse movies. But that, that's something that I always seem to enjoy is like, let's, or, you know, like, let's take the, you know, the overly, like, sl- you know, cheesy old slapsticky song and put it to this, put it to this really tense fight scene or something. I've always kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I've definitely. Like, let's not go the way the scene, let's go with the opposite this scene requires for music to, well, to make it say something completely different. Well, I mean, isn't that why that scene in Reservoir Dogs works so well with, with, <laughs> with him getting his ear cut off? I mean, like. Or, that, we, or, or like in uh, Clockwork Orange, like, I'm singing in the rain, right. and, I can beat him, and I'm going to beat you up with a giant penis statue. Or Sucker Punch, Just that's really all I need to say. I love that movie. Yeah. I, I know I've said that before, but I loved that movie. But... Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, I mean this 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 reminds me of a lot of a lot of sucker punch in a way. I kind of figured just from trailers, it's awesome for the sake of awesome. Yeah, and and when you're doing it that way, like you know what when you know what you're making, you're super self aware of that you're making awesome for the sake of awesome. It works a lot better than you know when you're trying to make a movie, you know, like these big action movies, like oh, like what I'm gonna do is write the the Corvette's gonna come driving down, it's gonna slam on the brakes, and then the Mustang's gonna accelerate and ramp up it and flip over and oh, I see what I thought you were talking. About was the Corvette's gonna gonna dramatically drive across the desert and play <laughs> oh. sabotage, and then there's the there's the Enterprise. I thought for sure that's where you were going. No, no, I went with Wanted. <laughs> Fuck all this. Well, what's cool? I don't know. <laughs> if something's not exploding every five minutes, we didn't do our job right. <laughs> right. Though, though I don't know. I guess that thoroughly fits right in the the Sucker Punch wheelhouse, though. But uh, it it was hot chicks in anachronistic uniforms and anachronistic weapons and anachronistic times. Yeah. I... It wor- it's okay if there's anachronisms involved, is what like, I'm saying, like, Cody. We, like, we, know, we know. Like, we didn't even try to be fucking period correct. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> we, we don't care. I know, like, there had to have been, like, one guy sitting in there that was just like, well, you know, I, I don't think Germans are the right call for this scene. Like, what? What do you mean? Get the fuck out! <laughs> There's, like, the one guy that, like, can't separate separate it, like, wants it to be a realist thing. He gets fired in the first week. He's like, I don't think girls in an insane asylum in in the 20s would would know of this kind of stuff. <laughs> Why do they have an H&K with, with a red dot sight? This doesn't add up at all. <laughs> and flintlock pistols? I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, what we're saying here, abort shenanigans, is uh, if you haven't seen Sucker Punch, you should probably go see Sucker Punch. Yeah, if you want to see an entire movie that's just a music video, do it. Yeah, whatever my whatever Madison watched that with me, she was like, she basically said like, is there is this a video game? Like, is there like a video game in this? I was like, no. She's like, but it should be. She's like, this seriously comes off like the the trailer to a video game. I was like, isn't it awesome? She's like, it was okay, but she's like, I don't really need to see it again. And I, you know, I was like, man, this is fucking cool. I. I I had to see it many times. Oh. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could also liken it, you know, like, if you like Donnie Darko, you'd probably like it for this weird twist ending and, like, what the hell is going on? I, I think I think it definitely has found its audience. So. I think so. Uh, I mean, it's got just enough of a plot and enough just cool stuff for the sake of cool stuff. Yeah. Anywho. What, what this is episode 53 and what we've probably talked about Sucker Punch and the 30 of them, I'm sure? I mean, not any more than we've talked about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and how bad it is. Oh, oh I, yeah, that's a very good point. Because it's bad. What, 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 was it bad? I mean, I don't really remember. I don't really remember. I think it might have been good, right? No, it was bad. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of other things that are... Uh, Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Actually, I walked through the house the other day, and they were watching They were watching Face Off, and I just, <laughs> I just like, could not stop laughing. And they're like, what are you laughing at, you moron? I just, like, kept seeing, like, it was, it, I was just like, oh, it's funny because we do this thing. and uh. You know, I, I legitimately have seen that movie once when I was probably, like, 10, maybe younger even. So I don't, I almost need to watch it again just to, to know what the hell I'm making fun of again. Because, I mean, I like Nicolas Cage and it's, like, not his face, but it is his face. And his face keeps getting swapped around. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be, like, a, a, a super cut of it or something on the internet. I wouldn't pay money for it, but what I was getting to is other other sad things that have happened would have been well covered, but we were on vacation, and by God, we're going to do it anyways, because this is our show. Because what if we <laughs> stay tuned in the future from news from the past? But it's basically what we're doing here. Um, So we all know that Robin Williams Robin Williams passed away. Like, we all know that. Everybody's done their, everybody's done their you know, all I remember and tribute to him and sold their stories about how awesome he was. And I know and you, got, you came and you arrived, and you're like, oh, well, so we're talking about it. We're going to do something different. Nope. We're going to do the exact same thing because Robin Williams was fucking awesome and we everybody deserves to remember him. So we're actually strategically releasing this. So just whenever yeah. all the flurry of, of, you know, remember Robin Williams and you will have kind of forgotten it. Boom. Here we are again to remind you how good he is. Yeah. I mean, because you always have to remember. You, uh, Borch, Borch shenanigans remembers. Oh, <laughs> uh, so... Um, I, I, this one, this one hit me, hit me pretty hard, I guess, because in a way, I, and it was kind of a fair comparison, I kind of heard this, and I'm stealing it from somebody else, and I don't know who, so fuck it, um, but the comparison I kind of got out of it was, Robin Williams is almost like that person in our age demographic we've all grown up with in movies, because he's legitimately been in everything since we were kids, we've seen him as, we've seen him when he was, when we were kids in kids' movies, I mean, he was the voice of the genie in Aladdin, we all remember that. I mean, we, we saw him in Mr. Mrs. Doubtfire. We we saw we saw him, you know, in whatever that horrible, horrible ass Peter Pan movie. I mean, no, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that until you just mentioned it. it. It's it's bad. We actually tried to watch it recently, and it was not good. Um, I mean, he's done the, he's done the more serious stuff where he was like the robot, which was pretty good, you know. Oh, uh, the Bicentennial Man. Yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. I actually completely forgot about that until you said it. I had that on VHS. <laughs> oh. But, I forgot about that movie. But Sorry. I, no, it was a good, it was a good <laughs> I just, flick. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a legitimately good flick. Uh, he did this really, really good one that, like, Madison and I like a lot called World's Greatest Dad, where his, uh, his son dies, and... Um, 
he winds up he winds up like writing this essay and like as if it was his son but he actually wrote it and his son got credit for it and it, it's pretty cool it, you know everybody like oh like, your son your son was a, such a misunderstood soul and now his kid was just an asshole and his <laughs> and his dad was like an unsatisfied writer so that was a really really good flick and I think it's on Netflix right now no like you can instant watch that kind of shit yeah so oh man you better cue that up on the instant watch <laughs> um, yeah I mean there was yeah there was that I mean you know we we've all seen the classics. You know, like, because like, I, I definitely really enjoyed Good Morning Vietnam for, well, for everything. I mean, I, I guess really the best way to put it is, you know, he died the same way he left his life. He was really funny in the beginning and it, it ended sad. I mean. Pretty much. That was, that was one of his staples, I do believe. I mean, it's like an episode of MASH, but in every movie. Pretty much, yeah. And, I, I mean, I, I gotta go, I gotta go with uh, Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society is really like, great, that's, yeah. That's the one to me, because, I mean, that was one of those that it, I saw it at the right time with the really, really kick-ass English teacher that was one of the ones that got me into into writing poetry, and it was like the right teacher, right place, right time, right message, and that that one, that still to me, like, I hold that really high up on my favorite movies. I mean, his, the, my, my, the thing I always remember about that speech, is, or about that movie, is... Whenever there's my captain? no, it's the it's the and I don't know how many people have seen it or can recall it, but there's a scene where <clears throat> where it's meant to woo women. Somewhat, it, it's close. It's close to that. Uh, sorry, I just thought I should try to guess. It, it's I don't it's know why. it's the one where he the kid the kid writes just a really boring poem and, and he's like, okay, what we need to do is change perspectives. Yeah. Everybody stand up on your desk, and so everybody gets up on their desk, and he's like, now describe the room, and everybody's and the kid's still not getting it, and so he goes and he gets the kid, he like you know reaches up the kid, and he's like gets him to look. At something and like spins him around like spins him around on the desk and it's like now start right now start writing it and it's just such a good illustration of what everybody everybody has and I, i've said this and said this everybody can write poetry everybody has that in them it just it, it takes that little push to get it to where you feel like you're comfortable enough with it and you feel like that your words have enough value for you to put them in some type of rhythmic form because everybody has that in them and that that's always stuck with me and I, I don't i can't even watch that movie without like having to write stuff because it's such a good push as far as, you know, especially appeals to me because I do write so much poetry and I do have that I really deep love of that. But it, it's it's one of those where it just really, I think it does a really good job of making you kind of push through the day-to-day monotony and the chuffa that you have to, and like, realize how much more there is out there. And I mean, of course, everybody remembers the Carpe Diem speech and all that, so. He will be missed, I guess. Yeah, he definitely. Like, I, I feel like he's one of those rare comedic geniuses in that, I, I, I guess somewhere somebody's gonna look back at the at the like the two the you know, 2000, 2010 and just be like motherfucker y'all lost Robin Williams and George Carlin in the same decade fuck yeah, me which, I mean I guess there are five movies that he's gonna be in coming out after he died because he filmed them all so I guess you we still have five more movies of them and uh, I guess another one I'll hawk which oh, oh go ahead which I guess one uh, one thing I did forget to mention when we were pining about what we liked him in he did a TV series recently I, which I think I actually talked about when it was on um, which obviously did not get picked back up it was the crazy ones where he was like well he was Robin Williams and his daughter was Buffy and and they had like an ad agency is what it was and it was a really awesome show like I dug it a lot but it didn't get picked up for a second season which I'm thoroughly gonna blame those executives for his death because I'm sure he wouldn't have been as depressed if he still had a TV series <laughs> and he still would have been alive today so fuck you guys um because I thought the show was awesome I mean it was just it was pretty much Robin Williams being Robin Williams and you know he runs around like oh oh we gotta do this thing oh and uh I'm, I'm very hairy oh and uh by the way if none of y'all have seen his stand up you really really need to check one out 
Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever have. It's extremely, extremely good. Like, I know that I know that not everybody gets into stand-up comedy that much, but it's one of those things where if you, I kind of put him in that same realm. Like I said with George Carlin, like I don't know that you can live your entire life and not at least see one stand-up by either one of those two because they were some of the best at it. Which, you know, on the same day, we actually lost somebody else, too, that thoroughly got covered up by Robin Williams. Arnell uh, uh, Martell, who you will know the most as uh, T'Pring from A Mock Time, the episode of Star Trek, you know, where Spock has to, you'll fight Captain Kirk, and boo doo 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 and, you know, the Pong Far, that episode, mm-hmm. she died the same day and which you know i mean we've all remembered I mean, she was on I, also a lot of episodes of hogan's heroes most likely is a different person each time but you know and, and has done other things but she died at uh, uh she apparently either died at 78 or 80 because i guess uh, that wasn't because <laughs> she was an, an, an old actress so she died at um of old age in her home you've probably seen her on all the all that you know 60s 70s television as a guest star because she made that circuit you know the twilight zone hogan's heroes uh Battlestar Galactica, Outer Limits. So yeah, so there you go. We also lost her. Shitty week. Yeah. Shitty yeah. month, I guess. Shitty day, I guess, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> shitty time, because we've covered all other measurements of, of you know, Shitty day. gnomes. <laughs> shitty gnomes, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, which, that really surprised me, because that didn't actually come out till the day afterwards, because they're like, oh yeah, by the way, she died on the, on the same day. I'm like, huh, well... Now that we've thoroughly, you know, brought everybody down, well, let's keep bringing them down because I got I I have another thing that we need to cover here. Ah, so are you uncover your thing for us. I'm going to. So Can I just start whipping it out and flopping it around. So gather around, kids, for Cody's political corner for a minute. And I know what you're thinking. I can hear the collective groans. The, oh God, do we have tos? The, are the we only th- thing worse of that is Brewer talking about science. The, are we there yet? Like I thought this was just a thing. This was a thing that was going to end in the first season. Nope. Uh, and I really liked last week's episode. <laughs> Probably. That's good. That's actually the worst part about that is, what if like everybody really enjoyed that new format? Well, they're they're gonna get locked out the same door that those douchebags are locked out of right now. Like one of them's mooning me. I, I'm surprised they ever stop mooning people, really. Well, I mean, anytime their face shows up, it is mooning them. They mooned you all with their voices last week. <laughs> you were voice mooned. <laughs> Indeed. And like pressed ham mooned, not not dangling. I mean, there was some spread involved, I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pressed ham. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is like I hadn't heard that in a long time. It gave me the teehees. <laughs> But what what shouldn't I think you can get a vaccine for the teehees now? Uh, well, what shouldn't give you the teehees is especially especially those of you that reside in Texas, which I would wager is a large majority of our audience. But uh, let's if, not presume though. I'm sure we have a large you know we have a large listening audience in Bangladesh. Uh, well, that is true, and I, I forgot I forgot how much like Haiti loves us. But uh, anyway, so for those of you of the American of the American persuasion, and for, especially the Texas persuasion, um, the deadline to register to vote for the gubernatorial election is October 6th. So if you're not registered to vote, October 6th you have to have your registration done. It's really really easy. You can go to votetexas.gov and there's a register to vote thing. You fill you fill it out. Pretty simple. You get a thing in the mail, tells you what your district. Why that sounds like it could be done on the interweb. It can. Are you telling me you could get registered to vote in your underwear? You can. 
In fact, if I wasn't already registered, I would be I would be getting I would be getting registered in my underwear as we speak. Oh, hot diggity dog. So, that's a thing. And then early voting, which means you don't have to go November 4th when when voting happens. You can go to like the local grocery store or whatever and not stand in line for very long and get your vote get your voting done. That opens October 19th. So, be aware of that. All you have to do is take your take a valid ID. So, oh, so you're saying you could buy eggs and a governor at the same time? You can. And um, oh. another thing that I'm going to hawk at y'all really quick. So you've heard me talk about voting now, and you're like, okay, I'll register, and I'll go vote early. But who do I vote for? Well, what? there's this really, really great website, and I'm not being facetious at all here. There's this really, really good website called isidewith.com. Because if he's being facetious, hey, buddy, I was on this voice right here. Pretty much. But like, there, there's this really, really, really good website. It's isidewith.com. And they've actually improved it since I used it last. Because I last time I used it was around was around the presidential election. And I, I, I did it, and then I got my, I got my wife to do it, and so she could kind of look at it. Because it's, it's a great tool. And basically, it presents you with, I think there's maybe 15 or 20 if you do it the short way. And you can do it the short way, and there's nothing wrong with doing it the short way, because it won't take that long. And it presents you with various, inter, you know, international, economic, um, social issues, blah, 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 blah. And you can vote yes or no, and then it has how important is this to you. And that's the, that's the fast version of it. You don't have to go and make it any bigger. And you can go through and answer that. You'll answer all those questions, and then it'll bring up, okay, these are the people that you side with. Now, what's going to be important is you're going to need to make sure that you put in your zip code so that you're in the right district, and that you actually, like, people that are in that district that follow into your you know, structure of things you that are important to you, that you're actually in the right ones. So, and I would print that list off so you can remember the names. If that's like, and that should not be the end of your research, but if that's all you want to do is this, it's a great way to do it, and it's a fast way to do it. Now, if you want to get a little more in-depth on that same site... It'll, it'll have three or four issues in each category, and then it'll have more than that that you can click on and you can go do those. And, at, and after every yes or no, almost every single one of them has a, has a, I'd like a different choice. Would you like to know more? Right. It has, it has, has, would you, it has, you know, other choices, and you can go through and select those. But the greatest thing they've done on this site that I was super impressed with was it'll ask you about an issue. And here's mine, because I didn't know anything about this. One of the ones, one of the ones that I had no fucking clue about was it was talking about oil fracking. Hey, 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 there's no time for that language here on this podcast, man. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. I really didn't. So, there's this really handy, like, you know, can you define this? And it gives you a pretty concise definition of it, and it's fantastic, because that used to not be on there. So this is a new feature, and it's amazing, since I've looked at it last. So it gave you it gave you this really quick, like, this is what it is. And, and you know, for instance, on the, fra- on the fracking one, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was basically... <laughs> Which is Battlestar Galactica porn, if you didn't understand. It was essentially like, you know, you, you, you know, water, water spread, water spread at high, you know, high levels to get, you know, help get the oil Slower. out. There's some environmental concerns. Oh, and then if you yeah. don't, if you're like, well, I don't know, like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You can click another, you can click another link there, and it takes you to the polls, and it, like, breaks down to what everybody says. So, this one was almost 49, 51% for and against, and then there was a couple other little, little pie slices. But in general, of like what different people thought, and then I went and read, then I went and read a couple articles, and then I kind of picked it, picked what I thought. But I didn't know anything about it, and it's a really great tool. It's really good to have out there, and 
you should give a shit. And you should give a shit at this more than you should give a shit about the national elections because this directly affects you in your state, which is on a smaller level, which means that fewer people are involved, which means that you, your vote actually counts even more. So, give a fuck. It would be really cool if you did. <laughs> Don't give a frack, Cody. I guess you could give a frell if you prefer. Um, but, so this is coming up pretty quick. I mean, you've realistically, I mean, you've got a couple days left, a couple days left in August, and you've got September. So, to date, to date this show, but this is sort of time sensitive, so it's... Well, this is the yeah, 53rd episode, so you're hearing this. Uh, so, so you should be hearing this on, um, no, what is the, uh, I need a calendar. should be hearing this on, uh, of the 8th, right? You, you are listening to it then, right, people? I mean, so the 8th of September. So, realistically, you've got September to get your stuff taken care of, and it's online, it's pretty fast to do, and if you go early vote, it's not really an issue. And if I'm very lazy and this is not the 53rd episode, go now! Hurry! Run! <laughs> but, uh, the other, the other thing that I guess... I, I guess that I'm, I'm going. I'm going to rant for a minute. So buckle up. I, I'm ready. And I'm I, all buckled. And, and I, I, th I think Brewer is going to side with me a little bit on this. Like I think it's been well established that we have some pretty different political beliefs. But I do know that we both stand. He, he's the nice, neat and tidy one. I'm the messy one. You know, you know how it is. <laughs> Can we share a podcast? <laughs> you know how it is. Actually, I guess realistically, our political beliefs are probably the other way around. I'm probably the neat and tidy one. You're the messy one. Why do I have to be the messy one? <laughs> you're an anarchist. That's why you're messy. <laughs> you know, you vote third party. That means that you you hate America. And, yeah, anyway, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so we I, I know that we have very we have different we believe in different things and all that. And you've heard part of it on here. But I know we both firmly stand on the thing of you have to go fucking vote. You have you need to give a shit. And especially especially people in our age demographic, in that eighteen to thirty five demographic, you need to give a fuck because obviously the group and, and make sure your fucks aren't like other people's fucks because you're like well these are the fucks I should believe in because they believe in these fucks you know maybe try to have your own fucks to believe in exactly I mean it, it, you or fracks you, you should like you need to figure out your own opinion and like th this thing I presented to you it's not the end all be all but it's a amazingly fast tool. There's other yeah. ways to go do it, and you should definitely try and stay informed before you go before you go vote. No, just go mindlessly vote. But, you actually well, this need... this guy's name sounds the coolest. You, you actually do need to. It does affect you. It affects you majorly. And... I don't think anything pisses me off more than somebody bitching about some political issue and you know they've never voted a day in their fucking lives. They don't give a shit, they assume that it doesn't affect them in any way, shape, or form, or you presented with the, well, my vote doesn't matter, blah, 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 blah. It really kind of does, because you're not voting, you're deciding that I don't give a shit. That, that mattered. That really kind of did. Yeah. You know, voting gives you the car blanche to, to bitch, which is French for white map, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's really imperative. It's and I, I don't know how to present this in a way without coming off like the well I went and voted today. I don't really know how to do this, so I'm just gonna. Fuck oh, uh, you could do it like this: service guarantees citizenship. And honestly, I almost ha I'm so behind the Australia thing where they they fine you if you don't vote. I'm legitimately there. I, I yeah. I, I guess the only problem with that is though is they're like, oh well, I gotta go vote. Let me just check some boxes because I don't want to be here. I guess you might be the problem with something like that though. Well, okay, but still, it's 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 some incentive to go do it and actually one of the things i heard that um they're doing in new jersey is they're they're actually offering a prize or doing a raffle like they'll pick a random oh. name out of the ballot and you can win and you can win like five grand so oh, that's kind of cool i mean I it's 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 pathetic that it's gotten there but i don't necessarily hate it because it might give some people some incentive i mean 
I don't know. What about the idea of like I don't know, like a, a voting truck that drives around like the streets or something? Fuck like that? the voting truck. Be able to do it online because by God, if you can update your fucking Facebook, you should be allowed. You should be allowed to vote online. They should figure yeah, that shit out. No one will. No one will figure out some sort of program or vote from different IP addresses. Or I don't think that would ever work. There'd be so much you'd have to go through to. The internet have, would have to be overhauled. I think. I don't know. I just I think there is a way to make it to make it much more efficient. And I understand that, you know, that would that would actually mean that people cared enough to make it more efficient, and that's part of the reason why it doesn't. And, and like ser- like seriously, people yeah, I, mean, it, I mean like, you know, if Mormons can knock on your door, why can't like pollers pollers knock on your po- pollers po- po- poll takers uh, take the voting vote meisters um balloteers balloteers um, I like that. I I just I I definitely y- you need to care. You need to try. I mean, it, I mean, by God, you, you fucking do your taxes. Just do this. I mean, care care enough to read an article or two and then decide. Okay, I'm gonna go. I mean, it, it directly affects you. It truly directly affects you, especially at the state level. So, just give a fuck because the people the people that are older than you don't and then the and then realistically the only ones that do that do give a fuck are like the very very small minority of senior citizens that have nothing else to do with their time they give a shit if they remember yeah they give a shit they give a shit and they'll go vote and then you're living with their policies well they're lucky if they give a shit really i mean <laughs> it's after some diuretics they give a shit i think i mean but you're going to be living with you're going to be living with policies you don't like and then you'll be like well what the fuck what about the in this in this state, you know, and then you then you actually you'll know, turn around and be like, well, how did this happen? So it's a little bit of preempt preemptive. So like I said, fucking do a little bit of research and give a fuck. And, and yeah, and, and make sure those fucks aren't the fucks that your pastor has or your father has or you know your favorite teacher has. I mean, because everybody's got something that matters to them. But make but make it matter to you. Uh, I don't, I'm 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 off of that. Are, are you off of that? <laughs> have you ran out of fucks? Have you have you passed out all the fucks that you had? No, I have not passed out all the fucks, but I feel like I don't want to preach too much, so. Uh, I understand. Because I could definitely sit in rent and rave for a minute. Yeah. Um, well, what do I have for you then? Well, I got an update on a story that we c- covered in March 17th, 2014, episode 30. Have an episode. We, we covered the fact that um, gay people don't get cakes, like, they can't eat cake. You know, cakes aren't for the gays once. And, um, well, there's an update on that story. Because apparently another bakery has also said that cakes cannot be given to the gays. Because apparently this is the thing that, like, happens in the world, like, now. Like, cakes are now the battleground for for, for gay rights. Like, we will not make a cake shaped like a penis touching another penis. <laughs> uh, this is the cake they came to die on. Exa- I, don't, I don't know why cakes are the thing to fight. Like, <laughs> is there something innately Christian about bakeries? I don't know. I... Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what do like I, cakes and graham crackers? Eh. I guess maybe they just assume that like the uh, that homosexuality or homosexuals like are there to pollute their sweets. I guess like they're, <laughs> they're eating the cookies wrong. Like, the cakes were cakes were here for all for all of us, you know, good conservative with traditional values. You don't get you don't get our cakes. You don't get our savory desserts. Because who knows we don't, who knows where your mouth's been. Like whenever I see a lady coming in to buy cookies, I never sell it to her because I just assume she might be a lesbian. Baguettes is what she gets. <laughs> what are the name of those long the long johns? I give her those. Those big cream filled donuts. That's what ladies get. <laughs> Not for the gentlemen. And they don't, though. <laughs> That's who I hand my cookies out to. And donuts? I never give them donut holes, though, because, you know, they're really more like donut plugs, and donut plugs sounds a little too much like butt plugs. But anywho, uh, apparently, yeah, in, um, I don't know, some place, uh, yeah, 
I know some place called uh, uh, the Cake Pros. Apparently, is a in uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. There we go. Uh, Eastern Pennsylvania has is now also under fire for for not making cakes for the same sex couples. Um, which of course, I, I she, there's some pretty great co- comments from uh, the lady that's explaining her reasoning for this. Um, Brotastic cologne's really getting to you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know, right? Yeah, it, it it just slows down my mental process. It, it takes me forever to read now. They stuck Sorry, so much gum under my under my desk. Like I'm so pissed about it. Like, I didn't think you could chew this much gum. Yeah, the only person I've ever seen chew this much gum was uh, George C. Scott and, and Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> Indeed. There's your topical movie reference or staple of war shenanigans, whichever you prefer. Right. I guess I could also send you the article, too. I love secondhand news. It's more fun that way. As she said, you know, apparently um, the lady that ran this, she had to consult with God about the concept. Um because uh, because before she like when she when they mentioned that they were gonna buy the cake she's like well I have to think or I have to think about if I can make it and then like called the lady back and said that uh, that they were a Christian bakery and had talked to Jesus for two weeks for two weeks <laughs> and that because it was two females getting married she could not make a cake for her yes yeah, so, so you know she had to sit there and like so Jesus uh, what do you think about this and he's like, and he's like mm, I don't know about this let me think about it let me take it to my father who is apparently also me <laughs> Well, it depends. Are I, they, I can't get past that. I'm sorry. Are they the sexy kind of lesbians, or are they the ones that look like your mom? She's like, I don't know. Let me go. Let me go. You know, into the future and see their wedding and decide if it's better with one of your cakes or without one. I mean, what was this? Was 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 Jesus hemming and hawing about this? I mean, what was was she like laying a case out? What? See, this, this to me it sounds a lot like I know stalling. The, I know the way to solve this issue, and all of you out there, all all members of the LBGT community, what you need to do is you need to make your own ridiculous cake. <laughs> ridiculous in some manner. And that's what you need to do. That's what that's what you need to do for your wedding cake. I endorse this as I have participated in multiple ridiculous cakes. So that, that's what needs to happen. Just just cut out the cut out the homophobic bakery middleman. Yeah, I know. And like I said, I, I also love the line from her that says, you know, you know, we have we have homosexuality in our, in our family. But the decision was not easy to make, but it's based on religious belief. So it's like I wouldn't even make a cake for my own gay sister. So, yeah, you know. So be aware of this whenever you're buying cakes. You might be buying them from a bigot. But the other reason why I bring this up is because, well, in this story, I learned that we that the, the, the cake story we covered before um, has been solved. Um, apparently, the a judge has ruled that they have to make cakes for gay people. In the one that we did, I, where was right. it? Uh, Denver? Yeah, it was in Colorado, I guess, was before. And apparently, the judge has ruled that, yes, you have to make cakes for gay people for pretty much, I think, the reasons why I said they should is because it goes right to that, you know, well, you can't discriminate for color of skin race anything like that and he's like that's right there it's like you have to make gigs for black people you have to make gigs for gay people same reasoning and that's what the judge voted. and you know where i'm at on this you know i'm on the side of the business owner as much as as stupid as i think they are and as short-sighted as i think they are i a gay person's money spends just as well as a straight person's, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think it just takes. I really just think it's just as simple as that. Well, if I, if you have to give black people cakes, if you have to give, you know, old people cakes, you have to give gay people cakes. The only, I mean, the only thing that frustrates me about it a little bit is. 
it kind of seems like it's gonna. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be one of the people that pushes the whole. The whole like, well, being gay is a choice thing. I'm not trying to be, sound like that, but I'm gonna sound like that. So prepare for this. Is it gonna get to the point where you're gonna have to sell it to everybody, no matter what? Like, oh, you're an asshole, and so I can sit there and sell it. You, you came into my shop and were an asshole. Like, so I have to bake you a cake. I mean, but I, I think that's a tiny bit different because they, they they come in there and they start you know flopping their dicks around. I think you could say probably no no to them. So that's a health and safety thing, I guess. I, I don't know. I just, I really, really dislike federal government telling private business how they can run their business. Because, like I said... Oh, it, I mean, but let's take it the other way. Like like, like I bring up, is like, so if a, if a bakery decided that they didn't want to give it to any other minority race, could they not Could they not sell it there? I really, I, mean, I really don't have a problem with the reserve the right to refuse service. I think it's stupid as a business owner. I think it's very, very short-sighted and very... I think it's a really bad idea. I really do. But... If you want to, this guy has pink hair, I'm not going to, you can't come in my store, then you should just fucking be that way. I mean, it's same way with, I mean, if it's a guy in a wheelchair and you're like, I don't know, I don't want, I don't want Roller Boy in my store, then fucking be that ignorant, ignorant bigot and lose business from that entire group of people. But I don't really think the federal government should tell you how to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's even the losing. They're, they're not worried about losing business because, once again, we're talking about minority groups that, you know, probably don't frequent, you know, in in and of the name says that they're probably not going to lose that much money. Well, but see, I, I mean, I think uh, personally, I think this is a really, really stupid thing to do as a bakery because you're doubling your business. Like, we're going to make cakes for all people getting married, whatever they're getting married to. Like, hell, we'll make cake for polygamists. We'll get to make like 10 cakes for this guy a year. Or, or in his life, or whatever, like a cake a year for ten years, or whatever the fuck it is. I think it's really, I think it's really, really foolish because, like, we're gonna say no to these people that money's just as good as anybody else's. But I don't really like them being told no from, you know, like, oh no, 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 you can't do that from the, fed, you know, federal, federal government. I really, really dislike that. And if it, I, ca- I and if it came up to vote in my local state, I would go and vote for it in that way because it would directly affect me in some in some way. See, I, I just feel that the slippery slope is far worse in the other direction of them not of, of them siding with the the business there, just because. Well, where does it stop? And where does it stop with businesses? What if it's not just businesses anymore? What if it's like, well, you know, you you can't run for governor in this in this state because you're just a little too short. We like our governor's I, call. I, I, I definitely see your side. I totally do. But I mean, you go back to the dark ages i think i mean though i mean i guess if your belief system is based on iron age fairy tales you're gonna be That's living the iron age kinda, yeah yeah no i, I i'm not that might have been the most hateful thing i've ever said about it but fuck no it. i i'm i'm with you i i really i i see your point i totally see the point i see that side i really do but i i don't know i just kind of feel like you let the morons be morons and they'll go out of business and then somebody that'll there's somebody that'll go and you know actually serve people in a good way and provide provide goods and services and to all people will probably prosper in their in their stead. I mean, I, are, are you kidding me? Like, no, no. What if they're just what if they're a better cake maker? Well, I, I mean, mean I mean, and realistically, who even goes? How many people go to a bakery for a cake? I mean, don't you just go to Walmart majority of the time? Well, probably not for your like wedding cake. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But I mean, I, yeah, I think it's a, apparently we you, we just make our own. I mean, it's definitely a niche market. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe maybe an anniversary here and there, but I just I don't see I, I don't see what the hell. The fuck is talking to me? <laughs> 
Are you hearing voices again, Cody? Oh, that page you sent me like had- Are they here? No, the, the page you sent me had like an ad in it and it started talking to me. It freaked me out. Um, but, no, uh, I just- I, I- I really feel like it's one of the- it's, it's a niche market, and it's one of those things that I feel like the stupid will eventually go away. I mean, they're gonna- oh, you know, this was the cake, you know, these are the people, like- I, if I knew that this place, like, I don't think they should be federally regulated, but I know, like, oh, well, we don't support homosexuals and we're not going to make cakes for them. Well, I'm never going to go there, and I'm, I don't care what how awesome their shit was. I mean, the, I'm good, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, you can be very good at, at, you know, doing something, but if your customer service is terrible, I mean, you're not going to make it. Oh, we all still watch Disney stuff, and he hated Jews. Well, I'm. Eh. <laughs> I mean, do you? I mean, how many Disney shows have you watched? No, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, I think it's that kind of thing. Is like, well, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's only so far you can stand on a thing when it's the only thing that there is. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I gotta, I kind of gotta stick with my point, dude. I really do. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, I see your side. I see your slippery slope argument. I, I really do. I mean, I guess I could be like, they could put a sign up that says, "We hate, the, we hate them gays," but you know, and actually, right. Right underneath the sign that says government mandates us ser serving all people, which is because those two things are completely different. I mean, your views can be completely different from the business. And I and I think they and I think they should. Be. And, and I actually that's the that's this is off of uh, Pendulet's podcast, but they actually brought something very similar up to that, where it was if you decide if you decide that you want to you know even even if it is if it is mandated like okay you have to serve everybody. And, but you you should be okay. Well, fine. We're gonna put a we're gonna put a Christian fish or whatever up in up in our you know. This is the sign that says we don't want we don't want homosexuals in the store or we don't want whatever people in the store. You have to let them in, but you should just let them know off the bat so they don't waste their time. And and then we don't and then we don't wind up with bloated lawsuits and then you know again further enraging enraging the public on on an issue that honestly I think just exists as a distraction. I mean I I guess one of the other reasons why I side so much with the idea of the, the law thing is because gone gone get out of here no get 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 the get all this you know stuff that isn't part of law out of here like we don't need we don't need any of this so <laughs> stop making it an issue by just taking care of it yeah i can see that i, I can I think i think that's what a law for this does it's like hey we don't have to take care of this. you know no more of this like like hurry up and pass a thing that says you know abortions yay and stem cells yay just we don't want to deal with any of this nonsense this <laughs> unscientific nonsense based on purely based on prejudices <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. It's based on opinions that somebody had that aren't that don't aren't involved in like governing anything, business. Well, or it's that same. State. It's that <laughs> same bitch I've had forever about why are there morals in politics? Why do your personal morals get shoehorned into politics? It doesn't. It doesn't dictate public policy at all like fuck like shut i don't know what religion has to do with cake yeah i agree with that like i don't understand that at all like it just i mean god but i mm, i don't know man i just i really don't think that if you don't want to have somebody if you don't want to serve somebody you should be like no i don't want to no I'm, we're busy tough shit and I guess that's my other thing about all of these stories, where the person outright comes out like, you know what, we don't really like the gays in here. Like, just make up some bullshit. Like, we're, don't fucking tell them to their face and cause this gigantic scene to get more publicity so people will know about your store. Because I feel like that's what a lot of it is, is a big publicity hunt. Don't do that. Just be like, oh man, you know, September 4th, oh god, dude, we're like, we've got like 18 cakes that day, we're already booked beyond booked but maybe you should go try you know go down to you know chat chad's 
Chad's We Love the Gays Bakery, like, you know, and Drag Show, and they can probably take care of you. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, see, then, then you have to, like, worry about every place you go. Like, are they really busy, or are they not? But I don't think that every place... I, I maintain that most businesses don't give a shit what you are. Are you going to spend money there? Are you going to come back and spend more money? Or are you See, gonna... this is why you should su- support big chain operations, because they don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I just think it's why you <laughs> should just... <laughs> Fuck the local guy. No, I just think that a lot... Like, any business owner of any flavor like that really like wants to succeed doesn't give a shit. Just doesn't matter that. Like, okay, are you going to... Like, are you going to be a customer that's not a whole lot of trouble or whatever? and you're just gonna you're gonna I'm gonna provide my service for you my goods or services to you and you're gonna be content with those services and you're gonna give me money which is just gonna make my business go that way I'm gonna make a profit on you and then hopefully that my hopefully we jive well enough with one another and you're like hey I like this place you should go there I mean, I feel like you're, sh- especially in the wedding industry, I feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot if you don't go with, you know, both sides. Whoever wants to, whoever wants to marry whoever. I just feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot on that, and it's really, really stupid. And like I said, I think, I think people that are that ignorant, I think evolution's gonna take its course, and they're just, they're gonna go out of business. Yeah, or or something. I don't know. I I I hate to say this, but you know, didn't something very similar to this cake nonsense happen in Germany in the forties? Sorry, it was a reducto ad Hitlerum, but you know, it's true. Uh, man, I I don't know. I think I think it's one of those things where, and, and like I said, I think it's a distraction. I think it's one of those things that people are gonna get so riled up about because, like, oh God, with the just fucking if if you disagree with homosexuality or like this and this story gets you all pissed off about it just don't worry about it ignore it like just fuck off about it instead of making a giant goddamn deal out of it yeah because i mean and i guess one one thing i'd briefly touch on is um partially because i don't have any of the studies pulled up but the reason why i kept likening it to something like race or 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 something like that or you know national origin is because it is pretty much well defined that homosexuality is not a choice there has been many many studies that said you know pretty much the vast majority of it is is not people rebelling for the sake of rebelling or being different for the sake of being different there's in in many species there is a benefit to having non non non-reproducing members of that group because one then you know if something happens to some somebody else's parents they can then take over as the thinking or you know because they're not passing they'll they'll be more likely to to protect like the the group because they can then then because then they'll think that they can take risks that a group couldn't be, do it because they have to look after the young. So there's been all these studies and stuff that says that that is in that's a part of you know the state of being a a, a species is having a group of non-reproducing members. I guess part and I'm sure it's because it's just something so deeply ingrained into who I am as a person. But I have such a hard time with just that that general ignorance of stuff because it's like who gives a shit? Who cares? How does it affect you? Does it matter? Do you care how this person lives their lives in their own in their own way? I don't. I don't give a fuck. You should be allowed to do that, and I should be allowed to do mine. And if that, you know, just, I I cannot get past that. And maybe that's just me or part like one of my own faults. But I just anytime one of these things comes up, or like the other the other giant thing that's come up, you know, the whole thing the whole thing in Ferguson, how everybody's gonna come up with all of the all of their solutions and all of the problems and all and everybody's gonna psychoanalyze everything and nobody'll shut the fuck up until we know the facts because that's the position we're taking on this podcast is we're gonna shut the fuck up about it until we actually know something about it. But yeah but you know what my solution to it is, Cody? Let them eat cake. Exactly. 
but it's the same. It's the same thing there. Everybody's getting so caught up in all the all the race issues and the race riots and this, that, and the other thing. And it's it's they're so blinded by the the light. Yeah, I mean they're wrapped up oh. like a douche and you know, rolling in the night. <laughs> Oh, I see. But it, it, it just—it's there. It's very—it's just a big distraction, and I, I feel that this is the same thing. It's just a distraction. When realistically, does it affect you? Does it matter? Does it matter at all? I—I I, just—I I don't think it does. Like, if nobody cared, nobody would care. Yeah, quit caring, people. But give some fucks about voting. No, I just mean if nobody cared, if you were—if <laughs> you were gay yeah. or you're black or you're green or you're like a polygamist or you know you like to smoke the pot. If, if nobody cared that you like to do that and would just let you do it and, it, you know, as long as you're not smoke, smoking your pot in next to me or you're not polygamizing an underage chick or something, why do they give a shit? <laughs> um, because they suck balls. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's my official <laughs> position. They suck balls. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> do you know what I think would solve it? What's that? Are they back in there? No, no, that's just oh, me. Okay. I can let one of them in real quick to see what he thinks about <laughs> no! this. No! <laughs> Keep them out! You want to let one of yours in? <laughs> Fuck no! They're still over there. Like, it's, wonder if I, I'm like, half them to open the door and throw a sandwich out and see if they'll, see if they'll like, go scurry after it. Or one of these nasty-ass Miller lights they have sitting around no, here. Just, just throw a pack of, like, Marlboro lights yeah, out Yeah, right? There. Something. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't care that they're douchey, fr douchey frat guys. I don't give a shit that they're brotastic. It doesn't matter to me. I just don't want to mess it up my studio well you know it's part of that no shirt no shoes no service thing you know because they weren't wearing shirts or shoes <laughs> at least that's what i can tell from the stain marks on everything uh, it's just no bros no shoots no service <laughs> go do something before the hose guys <laughs> oh man or with the hose i don't care did they change your screensaver because i changed mine oh god like <laughs> i guess they didn't understand the concept of three monitors <laughs> yeah i figure yours is probably like did they was just one of them on oh god there's like the other two are like sideways and like my icons are everywhere man and i mean they weren't particularly neat before but oh though i mean so there is something you know quite attractive about the the background they chose i've got one of the one that well it's just a whole bunch of boobs <laughs> but i've got one of the ones that, that dances <laughs> oh it dances in your corner there yeah. that get to spend like 20 bucks on yeah yeah it just keeps asking me you're gonna keep it aren't you yeah oh it keeps asking me it has to keep asking me like you know i can take something else off for five dollars would you like me to and i keep having to click no it's really annoying oh i mean you you know sure we have praised the cam girls in the past but it's not one of, it's not one of the ones that uh i i would like to i would like to know yeah, more I, about I, these guys don't these guys like cam girls for the for the wrong reason or maybe the right reason but too much for the right reason i don't know <laughs> I don't know, what reason do you like them for, Cody? And we'll try to decide. <laughs> I like, I like the, all, the, all the wrong right reasons. I like, I like that reasoning right there. Speaking of liking things for reasons, Cody. Oh, yes? My hand is filled with ham right here as I fist it towards you. Um, mm, slower. <laughs> yeah, that turned out not the way I wanted that fun <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah. You saw what I was trying to do with that. <laughs> just like, oh, I just like you talking about fisting hams. It's just, mmm. Well, um, you know, say you weren't married, Cody. Which one of our friends would you most want to, you know, I guess, fist, but in the sexy way, not in the the pugilist way? Well, the boxing kind of way. <laughs> well, my loins say Ernie, but I think my I think my heart has to say Jarrett. I feel because I feel like I 
he would succeed and I could just be a darn fine housewife. And we would get a lovely cake made at a different bakery. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Jared would be a good co. I think he's the mostly stable of them all. Um, it's not because you're exciting, it's because you're stable. You know, I, I, I think, you know, <laughs> he would serenade you quite well. Though, I mean, I guess you always know when Brent's showing there because he rings twice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and he does have quite a package for us. Well, I mean, what, what so, if, you know, what if he, he would also Brent be a good tried choice? tried to shove his package into Ernie's huge mailbox. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, and then they'd be Brent and Ernie, which is close enough, right? <laughs> they could still get in a bathtub with their rubber like, ducks. Wouldn't that be hilarious if one of them wound up, if they, like, really wound up, like, falling for each other? Like, just, you know, they, 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 move, they move to, I don't know, <laughs> they move to the country and, like, raise sheep. Like, they just completely change their lives for one another. <laughs> And, yeah, you know, they, they're sitting there, you know, Brit gets into whittling. Um, <laughs> he, like, has... Yeah. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie actually becomes a very accomplished landscape painter. Oh, that would be hilarious. Like, you know, you go, you go to their house and it's just, like, all these paintings that he did. There's, like, there's like three or four, like, Brit nude in repose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all being held up by, like, you know, little carved bulldogs and things. Oh, that'd be so funny. Who would you like to see Jarrett with the most? Man, honestly, like, honestly, that's a tough one. Because I, I can definitely say that, like, Brent would be really funny. Like, just because I think they would have some amazing, like, arguments. I could just, like, imagine, like, you know, in the, you know, you're you're riding in the car to the movies with them, and then they just, like, start fussing at each other, like, really, really hard. Which is really amusing to me. Ah, uh, I don't know. I would almost just have to say, like, I think Justin and Jarrett would be really funny. Who would be the butch in that? Um, uh, it's a very good question. Well, you know, years of drug abuse would probably uh, leave Justin being the submissive one, I think. Because well, he wouldn't remember that he was trying to be dominant. <laughs> well, you asked me, you asked me, like, what the world wants to know, like, which, like, what about you? Like, like, who would I want to see with Jared? Oh, like, who would you wind up? Um, well, you know, like I said, I, I was thinking, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, because like I was saying, you know, I, I guess Ernie has the, the, the would, would be the maestro and then the sack or whatever, <laughs> whatever the term is. What was, what was the term, hump daddy, that he used? Yeah, but I just really like the, the maestro and the sack. He'd play my, he'd play the keys of my piano. So I guess there would be that, but, I, you know, um... Well, I mean, I guess, I guess you know, we could just you know get together and make it even make it even easier, you know, be a lot easier to podcast. Or I, though, I guess we'd already know too much then, wouldn't we? Because because then we would I'd be like, hey, they wonderful ladders, like you're there and you know it didn't. I came home and and the house was a mess. So yes, that's what was exciting. Apparently, you did something wonderful and or exciting with your socks. Well, the funny part about that notion is you actually you actually leaving the house and going to work. That's the funny part of that that story. But I think it's funnier to see you in an apron, you know, doodling around the kitchen, painting your nails. Hey, you know what? Some even though you don't leave the house that day, you need to look good from time to time. Watching soap operas in the afternoon. I think that's funnier to picture. <laughs> you standing on top of a chair because there was a spider, and not because you're trying to get better perspective for for writing. So what? Like you'd come home and like throw throw your hat on the hat rack. It'd be like, I really like my Salisbury steak. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'll be damned if I'm going to be your housewife. Enjoy that quote later. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't picturing this happening in the 50s? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what? I didn't realize. Like like me like me smoking in the, in, in the parlor with the paper and be like, oh, them Ruskies are at it again. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. Like, you don't understand the concept that marriage doesn't work the way it does in the 50s. Like, you... you <laughs> it's, it's just me constantly doing that. <laughs> like, like, like what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, like why are you... <laughs> 
I bought you an electric blender. Isn't that just the light light of your day? <laughs> Wasn't that the bee's knees? Next time one of those vacuum salesmen comes by, you might want to... Here's a little extra. Why don't you buy the deluxe model? I hear it can suck up four golf balls. How do you should do that when you get married? Like, the next... Like, like have it planned, don't mention a thing about it, and then immediately revert to, like, 1950s dad. <laughs> Why don't you heat us something up in the radar range? There's not nearly enough chrome in this here house. You, you, you have to immediately come home, you'll you'll take loosen the tie and pour the glass of bourbon. Right. Why did I have to do this myself? What 50s element are you missing from your marriage? <laughs> Opposed to poodle skirts. Well, that was gonna be it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, I... Well, because I know you're always telling me how, how great Madison looks in a poodle skirt. I think I actually have mentioned that to you. Um, <laughs> it's actually a possibility, because uh, it sounds like a conversation we'd have. I don't know, like, I, I still smoke a pipe, so, like, that, I... I, I guess, yeah, there's that. Um, I mean, do you have, like, a big, bl you know, blue chair with, like, big pleats in it th that you do it in? No, I actually really want the refrigerator that you do the like that's in the middle, you know, where it's like the big chrome refrigerator. It looks like the front of a '53 Buick. <laughs> you have to turn it. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, there's like the big latch yeah, thing. That'd be yeah. Cool. <laughs> I guess it's a '50s marriage. Oh, thing oh, either that or like the the ridiculous the ridiculous. Uh, the ridiculous, like, switchblade, like, that comes out of the middle of it, like, Fonzie oh. style would be kind of cool. But then the yeah. other the other part of me, like, I think the big 50 stereotype would be the, the beatnik thing, because I just would really like to be, like, go and do, like, beatnik poetry at some point. I just think I'd be really cool. Sit, sit there with my Andy Warhol, like, circular glasses and my beret. You know, the looming terror of nuclear war. That that would be kind of great, too. I mean, How what? that changed? Well, there's no, like, ads about it and, like, signs and posters. Basically, I'm missing propaganda. See, and I think you and I would both just... Just be very, very much like, oh, look at the propaganda. Isn't that neat? I know, that's, that's, that's what I'm missing about 50s marriage life. Rooskies. Because they're funny. And they're always looking for, looking for them nuclear vessels. Ho, ho. You know, I, I guess, you know, the buying of a bomb shelter. Like, pick going to the bomb shelter dealership. That'd be fun. <laughs> the bomb shelter dealership. Is that not where you go? Like, what? You know, there's not, like, a, a guy in a big bow tie, you know, that's... Well, like, I see you there, suit. mate. Like, uh, apparently answers the voice that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what voice, where this guy is from, but... My God! It's kind of like an Australian with a stroke, I think. <laughs> my, my God! I came to the states as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> is that funny to y'all out there? Whenever we fuck up our accents, that are like, "Oh, hey, we fucked that up," and then make fun of ourselves. Is that funny in, in podcast form? Because it's funny in real life to us. Are we funny yet? Is this, do you like this guy? Which I don't know exactly this guy's name, but he seems to crop up whenever there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that guy does seem to crop up a lot. Uh. <laughs> he, he might be Canadian, I'm not completely sure. Or whatever. Or do you like this one? Whatever, we don't know how to talk like a girl. Oh, you mean this doesn't sound like girls to people out apparently, there? Apparently. It sounds, apparently not. It sounds like a girl to me. I think it sounds sexy. Oh, put that down and come over here. What were you holding? <laughs> I know what you're holding now, though. Oh. In, in fact, in this 50s marriage, I'm sure this is exactly how our wives sound. <laughs> I still think the funniest, this has nothing to do with any of this at all. Does it matter? It's not really, no, it doesn't seem to. It is a Borchanigans episode. I still think like, like, that little bit they did on uh, freaking Family Guy where it's it's Minnie Mouse and she's standing there in front of Walt Disney and she's like, she's like, oh, I don't know about this. And he's like, you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> so then she takes her, like, takes her taking her dress off. 
Oh, I'll take it off. <laughs> Which I know that's that's the voice I was trying to do that I do really like. Oh yes, yeah. You had it here first, and you can't unhear it. Let's go straight out to the boys in blue on the front. Good night to all our ships at sea. Yeah, I really like that one for some reason. Oh yeah, I mean, there's something about a transatlantic accent that just never gets old. I I believe the easiest way to do it is try to do a British accent and fail. <laughs> Which we failed multiple times on British accents too. Apparently, this is yeah. like accent remembering cast. <laughs> Funny voice cast, or sad voice cast. Like, Bad voice acting cast. <laughs> you know, there's a cast, and there's voices, and you know, there's it's kind of like acting, but you know, some people question if we actually are acting. That's how good of an actor Emmanuel Westinghouse is. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly, I mean, <laughs> goodness gracious, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> People never know what I'm acting or what I'm not, I mean. It blurs the lines. If you hear bad acting, it's obviously great acting. Because for it to be this bad, it has to be done on purpose. <laughs> Apparently, if you're a great pompous actor, you sounds like you have like something stuck up your nose. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's obviously a frog in my throat. <laughs> I say now. I mean, come on now. I mean, you know what's stuck in my nose, right? More acting talent. <laughs> the only reason I sound like this is because all the acting swells up in, into my sinus cavity, and then it oozes oh. out into brilliance. Well, this, I mean, this is what happens, like, when you're trying to hold back the acting. I mean, it's, it's like a dam that I, I might have a stroke if I don't act, in fact. One can't simply bottle this kind of brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me on that. <laughs> you know the great earthquake in Los Angeles in, in 53? Well, that was me holding back the acting too much. It has to come out somewhere, and plate tectonics is usually the place. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, Alright, I got- hey man! Yeah, what? <laughs> yes? What? What's happening? If you could- Is that your lack of acting? If, it is. If you could bring- if you could bring back any TV show that you just really, really enjoyed, and it actually be decent, not like a shitty rehash, what would it be? Other than the one I mentioned with Robin Williams that would have saved his life, of course. Well, yeah, naturally. I, I guess I'll go with number two slot, because we all know what the first slot's gonna be. be. Would you like to say it for me? Firefly? <laughs> so, I mean, we'll go with number two. Um, what show would I want to bring back um, that, that's not on anymore? Hmm. I mean, it's a little late to bring back the original Star Trek, for sure. So, because <laughs> I don't know if we'd really want to see, you know, you know, Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner running around now. But what if they did, like, you know, uh, them sitting around bullshitting on a galactic galactic rocking chair, and then, like, remember when, and it goes to new actors doing things. Yeah, but th sadly, those new actors are Zachary Quintos, so, and Benedict Cumberbatch. So, that sounds pretty bad. We could have got that, you know, 11th season of Stargate. That would have been nice. That we were promised and, and, and it was, you know, sh yanked away from us. That would have been pleasant. Um, what else would I have liked to see? Um, uh, well, what's your go? Well, I mean, big shocker to everybody out there, but I... A part of me, part of me wants to say, well, the easy one's King of the Hill. I wasn't ready for that to end. Because <laughs> I love that show, like, more than I probably should. Um... But I think the other the other one I'd kind of have to say is I'd want I'd actually want a decent no not even decent I'd want a good Twilight Zone return yeah which I I think I don't know why that never works I mean I th I think realistically the best thing to do is just come up with something like it and try to do it like someone their own spin on something because I don't I don't know why it never works maybe maybe it's just not not the right world for the Twilight Zone anymore. Uh. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the Twilight Zone, and that's the problem. I mean, the only other one, I mean, because part of me would like want to say like Babylon 5, but I feel like it ended so well that it's kind of like... Well, I, I feel it kind of went on for one season too long, almost. See, I didn't really hate the last season that much. Well, my problem with it was that they're like, what the fuck do we do? We we, pl- we planned an ending. Now what do we do? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that'd be one that I, I could see... Um, um, actually, there was that, and I know I've hawked this one, is that, uh, that Lie to Me show with Tim Roth in it, where he did the whole, like, s- micro-emotions where he could tell when somebody was lying? Yeah, that was the, that was that mentalism show, wasn't it, that I never actually saw, but I, you know, I remember hearing about it and was like, hey, I'd like to see that, and then it never was around when I wanted to see it, and... It, it was really good, but it was kind of, uh, it was kind of one of those that, I don't know, I like, I wish it would have had a proper ending. I mean, I don't know, I do, I am really, really bad about once they go long enough. I, I actually would support if Family Guy came back, but it was like Family Guy season one, two, and three. I would support that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you know, I would like to know what the fuck happened in Sliders. You know, that was one of those shows that was really good until, like, executives took over. See, that was one of those that I've, I always wanted to check out. I just never... I, You know, I mean, it's it's great, but, it like like I said, it gets, it gets executived at a point. Like, we want you to take the show in this direction. Or, well, there that know, guy is back again talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Because, like, for instance, the professor was one of the greatest characters in it. Right, uh, he's the fat one. He's the guy in a uh, in uh, the third Indiana Jones movie that brings camels. When he's like, "I told you not to bring camels." That right. guy, <laughs> the guy that brings camels. Um, he's been in a lot of other stuff, but that's the only other thing I could think of other than sliders right now. <laughs> and he kind of looks like a famous tenor. Um, so, and well, apparently, like he said something mean about one of the executives in like at a party, so they killed him off, and. Um, that happened, and then they're like, well, you know, we gotta replace, like, the main... By the end of it, there's one guy left from the original cast. And that's it. And it ends on a cliffhanger. Perfect. So, there you go. Have fun with that. Um, oh, well, if you like that one episode of Family Guy that was the Sliders knockoff, I guess you'd like this one. You know, it's cheesy, but late 80s, early 90s sci-fi. For some reason, I always think of it in the same vein as Quantum Leap, even though it's a much better show. <laughs> It is a horrible show. I can't believe that show even, like, lasted a season. What, Quantum Leap? Yes. Quantum Leap is awesome. Oh, Quantum Leap is awesome. Uh, okay. It's Scott Bakula doing strange things. Okay. What? How could you not like Quantum Leap? He's being jumped around. He's got to set right which went, once went wrong and hope that his next leap will be the leap I'm home. sorry. This doesn't do that much for me. And he's got a, a sidekick that only that only he can see in here because he's a hologram. And spoiler alerts, he never makes it home. I know. And, it, and it's Scott Bakula, who apparently either really likes dressing up like women or <laughs> as there's a lot of episodes where that happens or really wishes he was a singer so because that happens too and then i never actually figured out if you know you know star trek enterprise was actually star trek or if it was just another episode of quantum leap just really stretched out so i don't know i guess you're either gonna think sliders is way is way better or way worse if i if i mentioned that sliders is like quantum leap but i not just as good. could never get into it i just was not a big fan of it uh. and but you know i i get i it's history it's just history for from a personal perspective, I guess maybe that's the difference. You hate history, and you're impersonal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you horrible person, you. Well, I guess. I guess. All right, fine. In that. In that same. In that same vein, what show have they brought back, or that you just wish would go away, or just show that they didn't even have to bring it back? Which what show do you wish would just go away? Um, you know, I hate to say it, but Family Guy. Um, I I almost feel bad liking the original ones. Yeah, that's definitely turned into a guilty pleasure for me. I don't actually. I don't really know the last time I watched one because I just kind of. 
feel like, <sighs> I don't know. It's weird. Um, maybe, maybe realistically the show should have only lasted that long. Maybe that's really all the steam there was in it. Maybe it's not that the show is worse now. Maybe it's more just like they ran out of all the good ideas or like, I don't know. Maybe it just never was that good in the first place. And it was us that was different back then. Which I kind of start thinking, you know, I wonder if it's really just that. I definitely will put. Um, I would definitely will put it this way. Like whenever I, 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 I guess here's here's my comparison. I really, I, I was to- so with you on it. Like we, I think we we were both very much in that same of like, man, we really really dig this show. But I can watch those now, and I I enjoy them more from a nostalgia, uh, like vein than I do from a from an actually enjoying them vein. Like because I can watch old Futurama episodes for instance, or old King of the Hill episodes or whatever, and, like, it's to- it's so different to me, because I-, I still think they're really enjoyable. But Family Guy, like, watching it now, it's, like I said, it's almost like watching a cartoon you watched when you were a kid, and that, that thing of, like, oh, I like it, and it makes me happy, because it reminds me of, but, I don't... Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the best of clips might be the best thing to look for on it now. I mean, I- I'd still watch the first couple seasons, know. but... I I just almost I I've seen it on and haven't watched them just because I'm like I I just kind of think that I might have been different then you know how you know you know how it is you get older and you realize you don't like some some of the stuff you liked before well I guess I guess what is one of the bigger shockers like of that that, just in general I don't care shows food whatever like what's one of those things that you're like son of a bitch like I I don't know um I I don't know um I I think at least of personal revelation that I can think of now that's probably the biggest one that I'm just almost afraid to watch because I think I probably hate the, uh, maybe I don't watch it because I'm like I probably just don't like this anymore um I don't know is there is there anything else that you can think of I mean uh, oh god this one this one is embarrassing but I have fucking podcast so I'll say it um underwear you know I used to hate it but now I love it no honestly what and this this is one of the this is one of those like I definitely definitely outgrew it you know before I even like got out of high school but there was a point in my life when I liked Limp Biscuit, and I have like three or four of their CDs and it's fucking embarrassing as shit to me that I even own them yeah you know I mean I I know I've never gone that far but I know I liked Limp Biscuit in like junior high maybe that was what I liked when I was in, like 8th or ninth grade before I found punk rock yeah I mean I I don't know if I actually ever really listened. Like, I don't know. Maybe just the name alone was funny enough to say, like, oh, yeah, sure. It's a biscuit, but it's limp. <laughs> Wait a minute. These are people and not food, and they're perfectly erect. I don't understand <laughs> And that'll all. be the callback of this episode. That was almost missed there, wasn't it? It's just one of those that I, I was digging through my CDs when I got them, and I was like, why do I still own these? This is embarrassing. Like, it embarrasses me. Like, apparently it doesn't embarrass me enough to acknowledge it in front of the entire internet, but uh, yeah. whatever. I don't care. No, no, you're going to be running for governor one day, and they'll be like, See, he mentioned he liked Limp Biscuit once! If, if, the, if, that's the, if that's it, that's the one thing that I do, then I, I, I think it's, it's pretty poor research on their part. <laughs> no, no, that's just so embarrassing, apparently. One thing that does hold up that made me pretty happy was they had Muffet Treasure Island and Muffet Christmas Carol on Netflix, and I watched them both and I enjoyed them just as much as I did when I was a kid. (laughs) Sang the songs alone in my house when my wife wasn't here, and, you know, just totally, like, back to eight years old. (laughs) 
you know. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of another one really, really right now. Um, I, I'm sure though, eventually I will think of them, and I'll, be, I'll force that opinion upon you people. Well, you know, fortune oh. shenanigans, forcing our opinion down your throat until you feel like you've been throat fucked. Fortune shenanigans. It's like giving some a blowjob just a little too deeply. <laughs> mouth fucking you since 2013. Fortune shenanigans. We stay just a little too long in your mouth or your ears <laughs> or really just around you. Like, Ling- that uncomfortable linging feeling when someone gives you a hug. Fortune shenanigans. Fortune shenanigans. Where are those guests? to a party that just won't go home. <laughs> Fortunagans, we're those guys you kind of sort of know that you say that you say hi to, you know, in the hallway or the busy restaurant and then just stands close to you, you know, after the hellos are done. Oh. Yeah, I, we completely got uh, derailed there, didn't yeah, we? Fortunagans, slogans derail us. <laughs> <laughs> That needs to be... Go put that on the Twitter. That's what's happening right now. (laughs) I like how I've become, like, the czar of Twitter here, like... Yeah, I, you know, I even completely forgot to do one on, on, uh, last new episode, so, whoops. I was trying to do that, and I succeeded for three episodes. Well, uh, let me rephrase that. Um, two episodes ago, I forgot to do that. I don't know. Do I forget to do it for the last weeks? Stay tuned. Uh, me, me stay tuned? Don't, don't stay tuned because you already know. I don't know how time works. Fortune hangings, we still have a problem with time. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> which, I guess, speaking of behind-the-scenes podcasting weirdness, uh, I got really confused yesterday because apparently WordPress changed the way that they go about making a post, and I, I kind of felt like I got raped or something something dirty happened to me because I went and click, I clicked make new post, and, and it went beep beep boop at me. Like it said that on the screen, beep beep boop, as 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 dots were going around, which something felt a little dirty. It's just something a little too cute about that, I guess. It was too cute that it was dirty. I feel like R two D two whistled at you like a construction worker or something. Like I mean, I guess I'm I guess I'm all for you know sex robots, but I didn't expect like it to happen when I was making a a podcasty post. Which speaking of wouldn't. Uh, do you have any... Do you, oh, yeah. Mm, wouldn't, huh? Oh. oh, it's all wouldn't. Uh, you got any You got any good words to leave the people or things they shouldn't and wouldn't do? Um, we're gonna about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not plan one out, because this was supposed to be a different episode you were hearing, but we recorded this one instead. He wouldn't outro on this episode. He wouldn't do it on a plane. He wouldn't do it on a train. He wouldn't do it here or there. He wouldn't outro anywhere. Uh, what do we got? What do we got as far as, um, um, well, I got this big epic one I was saving. I guess I could do it. So picture this at the end of a better episode. Because <laughs> 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 for- no fourth wall cast here, people. Four shanks, we cast without a fourth wall. <clears throat> uh, where is it? Okay, here it is. A righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. Maybe it means that you're the evil man, and I'm the righteous man, and Mr. 9mm here, well, he's the shepherd, protecting my righteous ass in the valley of darkness. Or it could mean you're the righteous man, and I'm the shepherd, and it's the world that's evil and selfish. I'd like that, but that shit ain't the truth. The truth is, you're the weak, and I'm the tyranny of evil men. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Amen. Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us twitter.com slash board shenanigan our iTunes feed or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans
<laughs> Sorry, I have to get back into me now. Uh, <laughs> Alright, alright, you know, nerdy stuff, you know, like video games, you know, Just like... Just look around your room. Noobs. Feel, feel, be one uh, with yourself. You are the, you are the editor, you are the editor, you are the editor. Oh, yes, oh, I am. Oh, Bill, hey, Bill, what's going on? Like, oh, look, here's a bowl of soup right here. <laughs> if you were the editor, you'd use that oh, one Oh, right totally. <laughs> Come here, Bill, here's some soup. <laughs> It was funny because uh, it implied right, that you were like eating Bill's soup, which was funny to me. <laughs> that was, uh, Isn't this easier? Uh, it, it is now that we're getting back oh into it. Oh god, like so much easier.